you're listening to the Gisco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. This is the show where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. So there's going to be tales from all across the, the world. And uh, we're going to come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. This is a full year of podcasts. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> it's been fun. Been we, a fun ride. We launched last year this week. We know we did because it was the Iowa Bike Expo and the Ragbury Route Announcement Party and the Iowa Bicycle Summit. And here we are again counting down the hours until those events. Yeah, it's um, really we're on Ride Announcement Eve almost, uh, <laughs> if you will. By the time you're listening to this podcast, it might be at that point. But uh, it, there's just a lot of excitement in our state and, th- and throughout the country, really. And I know the people that are coming to Des Moines this weekend are, are in for, a, for just a huge treat. Lots of great stuff going on. And, you know, the Iowa Bike Expo has just grown in leaps mm-hmm. and bounds. So, um, you know, what what can they expect coming to the Iowa Bike Expo? What are some those highlights mark oh my goodness uh this one's going to be cool we got a lot more bike industry so we got vendors like abus uh mobile security and kryptonite um Sela anatomica um orange mud that's a new one that i found uh at interbike and those guys got some great really cool products I, i'm excited to see them um but everything from you know jeff box going to be there with his custom yeah. cycles so we got a little bit for everybody and you know, isn't that the theme for Iowa is that we got something for everybody here sure. with bicycles? Yeah. And the cool thing, just, you know, I don't know if it's going to hold up, but the weather looks spectacular for this weekend. Oh, knock on wood. Yeah, we yeah. need that. So, I mean, I think there'll be people coming in on, on bike. Um, they'll Uber in, they'll, they'll whatever, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll take a, you know, people that are flying in from the airport, the planes won't be delayed or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So if the weather holds up, it's going to be a spectacular weekend. Yeah. I'm sitting on pins and needles until we get this thing launched. Cause I have some speakers flying in. We have a, an education conference on Friday and I fly in some speakers from all over the country. And if they don't make it, you know, then I'm, I'm a little worried, but every year things have seemed to work out pretty yeah. good. Uh, this year's no exception. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we're excited. Yeah. And I know um, Thursday we do have another edition of Draft over at AJ's mm-hmm. on East Court. I know we got a handful of speakers. So lots of education. It's not just touch and feel bike parts. I mean, there's a lot of the educational component, mm-hmm. obviously, with the Iowa Bike Summit, which is, I would say, one of the more successful bike summits mm-hmm. in the entire entire country um but just even adding that element i know there's a, a movie tonight by the time they listen to this podcast yeah uh, it'll probably be rolling the yeah. lay ride mm-hmm. um but aj's on court will be alive come thursday so it, it started off as just a little one day little gathering and this thing has morphed into what wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday and i know we meet as our team on mm-hmm. sunday as well so it really is a um a growing enterprise, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the only thing that I'd like to add in the future is a day at the Capitol right about this week. And, and maybe we'll talk about that for next year, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it's enough going on that people want to spend the whole week in Des Moines and talk bicycles and look at bikes and they're shopping for their summer. I mean, that's, that's the truth of it is what can I do on a bike this year? Yeah. 
and we do hear that from our local bike shop guys mm-hmm. people will come in um i say well you know you sell sell some bikes this week and they're like believe it or not we had you know people that saw our stuff at the iowa bike expo they're like hey what time's your shop open till um you know are you open on sunday i mean things like that where you know there's snow and ice on the ground and people are talking cycling so i i think we did a good thing by you know shifting the focus of this um and it's become a true staple on the events calendar yeah and so i think just people are you know, it, it just, again, it gives them a little bit of warmth in the middle of winter mm-hmm. to say, hey, we we are about six months away from Ragbri. And right. that's that's a really cool thing. Yeah. So if you're getting ready bike down, uh, there'll be bike parking there. We're going to have the cool. temporary A-frame, A-frame racks. So use those. They'll be both at the north entrance, south entrance. So if you're riding down, that's awesome. Um, otherwise, uh, events that are parking will be open. I think there's like an $8 charge, so it'd be cheaper to ride your bike. That's always a big plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and come enjoy the, uh, the bike expo because I think it's going to be outstanding. Uh, we've got three acts playing main stage. Um, the Spacemen, I think we've talked yeah. about them before. Um, in their, in their pubescent wonder, the Spacemen, or they're going to be awesome. Um, Bruce Day is going to play at 1230 and Ruthless Ruth is going to play at 230. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got uh, a lot of entertainment going on. Uh, fire truckers bringing some free beer samples for the day. Nice. Uh, I think Single Speed has some free beer samples at the at the Grand Fondo Cedar Valley booth. There's a lot of great things going on at this thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that uh, opens up at 10 o'clock, goes till 4.30, mm-hmm. which, you know, by six and a half hours later, I mean, it's a, it's amazing how many people you'll run into um, and, and just catch up with. And it's kind of become a nice little reunion during the day. And at night, it's certainly uh, a big reunion as well. So it just blends perfectly in, um, in between the expo and, and the route party, you know, plenty of downtown restaurants to, you know, go catch catch dinner with some friends, maybe catch a, a beverage, mm-hmm. and then um, you don't want to be late to the Rat and Usman party either. Because uh, kicking off, got the band Pork Tornadoes, who's going to play. Uh, obviously, the route gets thrown out there. We might as well put that out uh, Saturday night. It's probably <laughs> an important thing for some people. Um, but then then the work begins for us. Yeah. So, Well, and this, a lot of people don't know this. this. This is a big event, but it's also a fundraiser. And I can't underline that enough. It, it We raise money that helps support the Iowa Bicycle Coalition, helps with the Dream Team. And those things happen. And, and, and so it's party with a purpose. Um, one of the things that we're doing this year, uh, well, two things I'll give you, um, is that we are trying to raise $10,000. Um, and this goes towards our kids' uh, bike safety education programs. Um, and we have a grant that actually funds 75% of the program, but we need to raise another 25% of it. Um, so you can actually, if you're listening to this podcast, send a text to 56651 and put Iowa Bike in the message. And then you can donate right there, right off the text message. So 56651 and type in Iowa Bike. The other thing is that we got this great big silent auction that is really awesome. Uh, You can check it out early, iowabike.cbo.io, iowabike.cbo.io, and you can start bidding. So even if you're not at the route announcement party, you can participate and play along. 
You guys got what Facebook Live going or something sure. for this? Yeah, Facebook Live. So uh, hopefully, I mean, the best way to learn the route and be part of the action is to come to downtown right. and be at the event. Tickets are still available if you go at, at the Iowa Bicycle Coalition mm-hmm. website. Mm-hmm. Um, but up till four thirty that day, they'll also be available. So there will be no tickets at the door. Right. So don't show up thinking, "Hey, I'm going to get there." Mm-hmm. Um, if that's not an option for you. You know, say you live in Zimbabwe, you know, you can tune in on Facebook Live, which is for Ragbri. And so just go to ragbri.com and take a look at the different methods. But um, the best way to be there in person. But if you can't, you know, the streaming's not a bad option. Sure. Sure. No, it's going to be a good time. I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I'll be exhausted by that point, but I'm looking forward yeah. to it. <laughs> <clears throat> so next week on this podcast, we will be talking about the actual route. So give us a little day to digest it, and next thing you know, we'll be talking about the actual towns for Ragbri 46 coming July 22nd through the 28th, 2018. Do you, do you just want to go through those towns with me just so we have a We'll, have we'll do a that down? off the air maybe, Mark. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Mark, in all fairness, Mark does not know the route. I'm sure he's got a few guesses of where this thing may land, but... Mark is often wrong, so yeah, no, I don't even try. So, I you, you can back me up on this. This year's route is going to be the best one ever, right? Best one ever. It yeah. always is. Yeah, I was on uh, television this morning with with Lou and Jackie, and um, you know they of course you know were trying to needle me for for the route, which uh, I get needled all the time. But uh, I did tell them a good good bit of advice that the route will be definitely south of Lansing. So. So that that's, that one you good. can at least narrow it down that we will not be going to New Albany because that is still in the state of Iowa, but um, pretty much everything else is in in fair play. That's perfect. Good. Well, hey, we got a we got a show. I think uh, Murph, aka Murph, has got a interview for this week. Uh, I don't even know where where Murph is doing this interview, so it's going to be a surprise for me, surprise for you, Mark. Uh, absolutely, I've been out of the office since uh, Monday, so. Could be anything. Yeah, which is cool. And, you know, again, hats off. Our team has changed a little bit over those 52 episodes this year long, uh, bringing Murph, a.k.a. Murph, on board uh, along with Parrot. Uh, with Parrot Talk, it's been a nice little addition. So, um, But if you recall, the ones that helped start this podcast, Kyle Munson and Brian Powers, will be our host for the live streaming mm-hmm. event. So if those voices sound familiar, you probably remember them from the Just Go Bike podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Hey, let's get to the interview with Murph. Let's just go bike. Well, hello, Just Go Bike podcast listeners. This is AKA Murph or Kathy Murphy. And with me today is Jason Williamson, a.k.a. J-Dub. Hey, J-Dub, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. You're probably the first guy or first person that I've met that also has an a.k.a. Wow. I know. So we're a.k.a. Murph and a.k.a. J-Dub. The a.k.a.s. Yeah. There's actually a lot of people that don't know my first name. I don't know if the same thing happens uh, to yeah, you. Yeah, big time. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to call... I kind of like it that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me mind. too. I'm going to call you J-Dub. So uh, J-Dub here, when not on his bicycle, he is a professional firefighter on the Cedar Rapids Fire Department. So a shout out to the firefighters of Cedar Rapids. Hey. Hey. Um, Today we're going to talk about 
uh, J-Dub's love of cycling and specifically biking self-contained. So let's talk about self-contained cycling. What does self-contained mean to you? Freedom. Freedom. (laughs) (laughs) Unadulterated freedom. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, to me, it's, uh, yeah, if I could do more, you know, absolute self-containing all over the place, I would. Uh, but it's extremely time-consuming, number one. And, uh, yes, I do have a career, <laughs> so uh, I self-contain when I can and where I can. Um, but, yeah, it, it is the absolute freedom of having everything and, and anything you want and need on that bike and uh, not having to depend on anybody but yourself. Right. And I always ask everyone. I, do, I talk a lot about being self-contained because I do it a lot, and a lot of the people that I, my circle of friends do it too. But specifically, it means taking everything not the kitchen sink. Maybe some people do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But everything you need on your bike. So you're talking clothing, sleeping stuff, probably some food sometimes. It depends on where you're going. Um, maybe some fireball. I don't know if mm, that's still... Maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But what exactly is self-contained to you? Uh, self-contained to me, uh, one thing, I mean, depending on your self-contained trip, you tailor to your, your trip and what you uh, are going to need for that journey, <laughs> you know. Um, Clothing, obviously, and, and what do you need to live? I mean, you need yeah. your toiletries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then you got to start thinking about, well, you are out there taking care of yourself, so you start thinking about what you may need for the bike. Uh, unforeseen circumstances, you know, obviously, everything's a flat tires. That's number one. But, you know, uh, speaking of self-contained, there's the issues with spokes. Uh, and are you going to be changing your own spokes? Uh, do you have the tools for that? Do you have the know-how to do such things? Uh, any other things that uh, you want? I mean, for me, I got I got to take my frisbee all the time. That's <laughs> very important. I never forget that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it just kind of depends. Is this a cross country tour? Is it a one day out and back type of thing? And you kind of tailor it from there. So it kind of sounds like any other vacation or trip you're getting ready for. If you're going staying at a hotel, you pack up your suitcase. But what's different for being self-contained is all of this stuff has to fit on your bike somehow. Absolutely. Yeah. I I was reading an article one time about it was like first timers who were going to go self-contained. And this woman was uh, very adamant about wanting to put everything in a backpack. So not have any panniers, not have any bags on her bike. And everyone, everyone was saying, you can't do that. You can't put all the weight on your body. And so I think it's by the end they finally had her talked out of it. But I thought, I've never done that, actually put something on my back. All of it goes on my bike. Yeah, uh, I would steer way away from the uh, backpack thing. Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just not a good idea. No way. <laughs> I, mean, it's I just, can't imagine. No, and no. Although a lot of people will look at, like, you know, maybe we'll find a picture for this podcast uh, to show people how much stuff you put on your bike. I'm sure there's people out there that are like, how in the heck can you pedal that? Yeah, uh, yeah, people think you're nuts, yeah. you know, you're crazy. But uh, my thing is, I'm like, you know, once you do it, and I try to be positive about it, like, yes, you can do it, you can do it. It's mm-hmm. going to be a change. It's a change of pace and it's a change of everything, but... Once you do it, you learn, uh, you fall in love with it, and then yeah. that's all you want to do. It's the only way to do it. I completely agree. So for anybody who's maybe thinking about um, trying self-contained, what kind of bike do you think is needed? Um, again, you know, you can tailor it to what kind of touring are you going to do? Are you going to do light touring? Are you going to do what they call credit card touring? And that's something you can get into. But or are you going to do what they call just heavy loaded touring? Uh, if you want to be carrying all this stuff and you plan on doing three, four, five days plus 
if you're going to be in, you know, maybe some off-road terrain, you know, i.e. gravel, mm-hmm. uh, strange trails at 1 or 2 or 3 uh, o'clock in the morning, <laughs> um, I would seriously just recommend just going full out and getting a touring bike. Mm-hmm. But there are plenty of people that, uh, that use uh, more of a cross bike, and, mm-hmm. and that is, it works very well in many occasions. And I've seen people do it on road bikes. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the main thing to think about is... Uh, the longer your trip is, the more weight you're going to put on your bike. Correct. So you have to make sure. Like I, I, I like steel frame bikes, so that's what I use when I go touring. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not worried about the weight. You know, y- y- if you're maybe out racing, you want to shave off every gram that you can. When you're self-contained, you want your bike to be sturdy. And that's a mindset a lot of people got to get out. Quit worrying about the weight. Yeah. And if you're getting into touring, it doesn't matter at that point <laughs> anymore. You're going to be heavy get the steel bike exactly exactly um okay so let's say we've got the bike picked out and um maybe you have bags on the front and the back ready to go um how do you properly balance a fully loaded bike uh you know again it's you tailor to what you want to do and some of that's personal preference um there's been so many articles about it, how to balance your bike properly. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then it became almost some people thought, well, it's trendy to put the weight in the front. But personally, mm-hmm. if I'm doing a weighted tour and I'm going to be out, I'm going to put more weight in the front. And that's a personal preference for me. Uh-huh. And that is uh, looking at different variables as far as steering, how it handles when you're climbing, downhill, you know, maneuverability. Uh, but I'm not going to really put all the weight in the front. I'm not going to unbalance it, but I am going to put right. more of the weight's going to go in the front. Right. And it's definitely something that takes a little getting used to. Once you, yes. um, you, know, you start out the season, maybe you just have your back bags on. But yep. if you go on a full self-contained touring, you're, you're all filled up. You, it takes a couple miles to get used oh, to it. Oh, uh, steering. I mean, maneuverability and handling, mm-hmm. uh, turning radius and everything. That's, that is a huge... If, what I would recommend, if you're going to be doing any, you know, serious touring, get your bike loaded up beforehand yeah. and see what it's like and get a feel for it. Take and maybe you'll drive. have some things you like or dislike and learn how to handle the bike, yes. you know, first. Definitely. So I, you're not so squirrely in the front. I definitely agree with that. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but is gearing different on a touring bike than on a lightweight road bike? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you're going to have much more gearing. You're definitely going to have more than likely a triple in the front, probably like a nine in the back and you're set, and you're going to want those gears. Uh, you get into, depending on the terrain and the gradient levels, yeah, you're going to want the gears, and you got a heavy bike, so you're going to need the gearing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, how do you pack light enough? And by that I mean, all right, so, and maybe it's because I'm a girl, I don't know, but here's what I'll do. I'll figure out what I'm going to have for a five-day self-contained tour and I'll lay it all out and then I'll try and take 10% of it away because uh-huh. I don't need it and then I'll put it on my bike and then I still won't be able to fit some things so then I'm like crap what do I you know do I really need this chair for just in case I need to sit on the side of the trail or do I really need uh-huh. it? like what kind of what do you go through when you're trying to pack oh boy <laughs> um, well I've done it now and it, again it's going to depend on the specific tour that I'm going to be doing but there are things it's like okay I'll start with the things what can I not live without right what do I absolutely need you know there are things that I absolutely need and then there are like you know there have to's or nice to haves but um, yeah I'll start making a list 
um, and the bigger the tour or whatever, start going through a week before and just making your packing list and then buying things. I mean, do I need to carry a roll of toilet paper? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hand wipes? Yeah, I need those. And uh, your Frisbee, remember? And my Frisbee. Yeah. Do I need a pair of jeans? No. <laughs> you know, do I need two pairs of shoes? No. Right. You know, that's the easy stuff. But then, and the more you do it, the more you start figuring out, okay, these are things I want and need. And then, yes, you're going to need some simple bike tools. You're going to need tubes. You're going to want that stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, it's it's very challenging. And I'm somebody that has to look and relook. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think um, I'm pretty sure that you know Jacob's bath he does a lot of self-contained and also mm-hmm. a lot of racing but I've seen him message things uh, before that'll say um, does anybody else pack and repack and then repack and then repack again before they go on a tour and I found that funny because I thought I was the only one <laughs> um, what is different mentally and physically about being self-contained versus just going on a, a bike ride without any gear oh boy um well, first of all, generally, uh, when you're self-contained, we'll get to the, well, the physical aspect. Yeah, it's, it, the biggest thing is, one, being healthy um, physically. It's going to be beneficial to every aspect in life, certainly to self-contained bicycling. But uh, physically, the biggest thing, too, you want to make sure, get your miles in, get mm-hmm. saddle time in. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> physically, and it goes with uh, your, the mental aspect of it, you're going to be living on that bike. Right. And you're, you are living <laughs> on the bike get used to it right. and you know and I've been with friends plenty of them you can see the breakdowns coming in them <laughs> and it's just, you have to remind them I, I generally use tough love I'm bad cop but uh, it's like hey there's no one coming for you yeah. it's not happening you know get used to it this is you know 8 or 9 a.m. till I don't know 1 a.m. when we <laughs> decide to quit riding so um, they both come into play yeah. big time. It's, it's, uh, it's endurance, it's long distance, and then depending on how you conduct yourselves on your trip, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's taxing. And I think uh, you hit on endurance, and one thing that I've noticed is you just have to get over the fact that you're not going to be the fastest person out there. Uh, and I'm referring to when people without bags on their bike Correct. go, you know, scooting by you and, yeah. you know, 20 miles an hour and you're going 10 or 12 because you're on a hill. It doesn't matter. No, you got to let that go. Yeah. You got to let all of that go. So in it, in it, you, you should let it go. This is not a competition, you know, self-contained touring, unless it is a competition, which, you know, most of the time it's not. Uh, enjoy the ride. Yeah. That's the point. Enjoy everything about it. That is the point. Right. It's an adventure. It's supposed to be an adventure. Right. You know? And the best part is you can camp wherever you want. Yes. You've got everything with you. That's that freedom thing. <laughs> freedom. Um, so I'm assuming you've been on many, many, many self-contained trips. So give the listeners maybe an idea of uh, where you've gone, um, if you've been solo or in groups. Is it in Iowa, out of Iowa? Uh, you know, and I haven't done enough out of Iowa. I want to. I've done a few. Um, done a lot of Iowa stuff. I've ridden across the state many times. Uh, I've done a lot of one or two day outs. Um, I got a lot of things on the list. I got some things coming up I plan on doing. I think I've, uh, you know, cut my teeth enough with some other stuff. I'd like to do some bigger ones. If I could ride across the country, I would. Oh, man. If I had that kind of time. Yeah. Which I don't. <laughs> uh, someday, maybe. 
But uh, I'm, yeah, I've been out and about enough, and I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty comfortable with my bike and how to pack and uh, knowing what it kind of takes on a day to day basis and spreading it out across a couple weeks. So. Mm-hmm. And do you usually do group rides or are you usually solo? In all honesty, I mean, most of the miles I log in general are solo. Probably. Mm-hmm. 80 to 90 percent mm-hmm. I mean I'm just usually out riding alone yeah and I can ride at my own pace and it's it's riding yeah. <laughs> you know uh yes and I enjoy my my more leisurely rides as well with friends or and I got some friends that we ride we put some good miles and distance in and stuff yeah. but um, yeah I enjoy the uh, more local rides and as well it's fun do I remember a, it was maybe last year a couple years ago that you were interviewed on tv for uh, <laughs> bagging out to right. the start of Ragbri, is that true? Yes, that was uh, Sir uh, John Campbell. Oh, the yeah. John Campbell. Yeah, he, nice. I got uh, I got a name drop in from a local bike shop, uh, and I said that was fine. And um, he got a hold of me and met, <laughs> met us at our starting point for our bag out to Ragbri at Red's. Okay, nice. And I think he found all this very interesting. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he, uh, he kind of hung out with us for a good solid hour there and got some good shots and some conversation. Probably heard a little more than he was bargaining for. <laughs> and then uh, we, we tried to uh, link up on Ragbri uh, at that point. I told him, don't count on it. Yeah. And I think he figured that out. His Ragbri is much different than yours. Yeah, it's, it's worlds <laughs> apart. Well, anything stand out as an epic, self-contained memory? Uh, there's several, but I'll just... There's two that were uh, really fun. And the first, the first ones are always the best. My first ride out to Ragbri, that was me and um, a couple friends, uh, including Tony, Matt, who you just had on here. Yeah, we've had him on the podcast. Yep. Well, he Shout actually joined Tony. a little late, too. Oh, he okay. So, anyway, uh, that was a great one. Um, because that one, we were so excited about riding self-contained for the first time, and it it lived up to everything we wanted it to be and more. Were you guys we doing had, century rides every day? You guys were putting not every day. Oh, okay, not every day. Um, I've done plenty of those. Yeah, but uh, every day, generally not, and, and usually it starts going down a little bit <laughs> as the day. days go. That's going. the goal, right? You know, get your big miles in right away. Um, you know, that first year was pretty outstanding. We had so much fun. We had so many things happen that year that were fun, and we had a lot of good stories come out of it. And then another one was, uh, because it was so fun, it was me and Tony was there for this one as well, and another buddy, Nick, who you know, uh, rode out to Chicago for an Iowa football game. They were playing, you know, uh, Northern Illinois and Soldier. Uh, that was a fun trip. That was Wait, you rode your bike from Cedar Rapids to Chicago? Yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It was fun. Uh, it was. It was actually. It was pretty amazing. We did. I think we did a mm, 115 or 120 on the first day, and believe me, there were plenty of drinks had throughout the day. Uh, <laughs> it was just a. We just we got on it and rode, and we were diligent about riding from early in the morning till we crossed across the river, and um, we had things stolen the first night oh. and. Uh, certain area of town and then we ended up it was a fun experience going into chicago that's right to the suburbs it was so nice didn't realize what we were getting into in chicago <laughs> uh <laughs> a lot of the residents were laughing 
going, uh, they were asking us kind of where we we're going. And, you know, of course, we we're bagging. Like, nah, we didn't really think it out. Right. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have any ideas. So we ended up going through some pretty unsavory parts of Chicago on the bike. And then ended up on uh, Michigan Ave with oh. the Hawkeye flags on. Nice. And rode into our hotel uh, uh, with the Iowa Fight song blaring. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it was an accomplishment. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Riding in Chicago traffic with no bike lanes, through tunnels, cutting cabs off, being very aggressive. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. A lot of fun, though. I can only imagine. At least when you're self-contained, your bike is so much bigger. You know, at least right. people can see you a little bit more than when you're oh, on a Oh, yeah. Bike. And believe me, we light those babies up. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, any challenges you faced besides, uh, like, going in through downtown Chicago? Boy, you know, I've been fortunate. There hasn't been anything major uh, or scary, scary. Weather's always a concern, especially yes. in the Midwest. And if you're going to be riding in those times of years, and we've ran into plenty of weather, tornado warnings, you know, stuff like that in the middle of the night. Um, and just basic stuff for the most part, a blown spoke or, you know, flat tires or... See, I would say a blown spoke would be a, a deal ender for me because I, mean, I don't know how to change a spoke. Well, I mean, there are ways that you can deal with it right. until you get somewhere, and that's living in, you know, America and the Midwest. I mean, you can get somewhere. You can limp it in at some point when there's techniques that, you know, things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can take care of that, and, you know, it may set you back, and even a big problem on the bike might set you back a day or half a day sure. maybe but um as far as major issues nothing major but there's always going to be challenges yeah every day there's going to be challenges yeah. you're going to take a wrong turn you know what and so, <laughs> there are times and i kind of welcome it uh i've rode in bigger groups and i'm like yes good I, i'm hoping we run into some of this especially when there's new you know first time people there i'm like <laughs> good they need to learn that um look Things aren't going to go as planned. Right. You have to learn to adapt and deal with it and also learn, enjoy it. Right. Like I said earlier, it's an adventure. It's part of it. That's going to happen. Just right. know it. Right. You're going to be hungry. There's going to be times where you are completely bonked out. You got no food. You might not have any water. Maybe there's just vodka. <laughs> you know? So it's really what you make of it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an attitude thing. And that's the mental aspect. Yes, definitely. Well, what advice would you give someone who's considering trying self-contained? Uh, I'd say do your research. Uh, first of all, do your talk to some people. First of all, talk to your local bike shops. Um, talk to people, anyone you know that cycles, that, uh, that may self-contain. And then do your research online. Look at bikes. Look at gear. Uh, what can you afford versus not afford? And I'm going to tell you right now, you can do self-contained without having all the nicest stuff yeah. in the world. You don't need all that. But definitely do your research and have fun with it. It's so much fun, and it's meant to be fun. Yes. You know, enjoy it and be excited about it because it's something new. And once you do it and you get into it, yeah, it's a it's a really cool way to uh, to bike and to see to see the country and see the world for some. You know, I'm so jazzed up now. I want to go load up my bike and go somewhere. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Uh, okay, I got two more questions. Uh, what's one must-see place in Iowa that you Ooh. like to ride your bike? Must-see place in Iowa. Yeah. Well, oh boy, it's tough. I know. I guess it really depends on what you're looking for. But I, I think if you're new and you can only go to one place, first of all, you got to see the bridge out in Des Moines. Yeah, you know? the high trestle. You got to see that. It is super cool. Yes. Um, go see that and do the stops, the bar stops, and 
camp if you can and, and uh, you know do that kind of stuff but boy anywhere in Iowa is pretty good nothing against western Iowa but eastern Iowa there there are more stops there are more small towns with resources um so yeah I would just say just get out there and ride yeah you know I was I was a great if you're gonna self-contain too I was a great place to do it there's so many rural roads everybody is generally very nice yeah very accommodating uh and uh most people see on a bike they if you stop any of the local establishments um they more they are more than willing to have a conversation with you about what the heck you're doing and uh yeah i would say anybody anywhere around here as far as the must-see places in iowa just get out there and ride yeah and i would definitely say that the goodwill of iowans is just amazing and i bet you have a similar story but i know one year when we um, self-contained out to Ragbri, the start of Ragbri, um, 115 degrees, I think. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, stopped at a bar for a drink, which turned into like several hours. Right. And it ended up where the people that owned the bar said, you guys are just going to stay overnight here. You're going to yes. sleep in the bar. Yes. And then they reopened the next morning so that we could have yes. Bloody Marys and breakfast pizza. And yep. It was just amazing, and I, I wish I could remember the name of that town just to give them a shout-out, but I'm sure the same thing has happened to you. You've had a few of those. No, Love I've it. had a few. Usually, yeah, and there's no shortage of that. Yeah. You just know if you're going to ride, especially on your way out to, if you're doing Ragbri and you're going to ride out to Ragbri, it's going to happen. They yeah. know Ragbri's coming, and uh, they know what you're doing at that point, and, yeah, they want to. Uh, they're really excited. A lot of people are more than willing to take you to their home yeah. and let you sleep inside and let you shower. They may cook for you. You may stay in the bar. They may open the bar up to you all night long um, and get, you can have whatever you want. That is may, that may have happened. Um, allegedly. 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 Uh, but yeah, that stuff, there's no shortage of that, especially in the state of Iowa. Um, yeah. And Iowa's a great state for it. And right. a lot of that, and that's what makes Ragbrot go so well. It's the people. You know, we're a farming state. We have many great resources, but, you know, the best state or resource in the state is the people. I stand by that. Completely agree. So back to your ragbri comment. I'm sure that you've done ragbri many, many, many times. A few times. What's your favorite pie? Cake. Cake? <laughs> chocolate or vanilla? Oh, boy. I can get really uh, a chocolate. Yeah. I mean, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. But no, pie, I like pie, too. Love it. I would go... Okay, let me break it down. I'm more of a fruit pie person, so All I would right. say more like blueberry and peach. Mm. That's Tony Burnett's favorite is peach. Oh, well, then mine's blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, J-Dub. It has been such a great time talking to you about being self-contained. Awesome. It was, uh, glad, it was great. Glad to be here. All right. Well, listeners, I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Murphology. This is The Whispered Rule. People will believe everything if you whisper it. Think about it. Well, we have come to the conclusion of another edition of the Jisco Bike Podcast. So this is episode 52 in the books, completing a full year of podcasting. So we never thought it would be possible to get a full year under the belt, but uh, it has come to fruition as we sign off on this edition of the Jessica Bike Podcast. And I know this podcast would 
would not be possible without some great sponsors. Who do we have that have been helping us out with a podcast? Yeah, uh, it starts with Iowa City Coralville Visitors and Convention Bureau. Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. They do great work over there. Uh, Jingle Cross and, and everything else that happens in that area. It's a fantastic place. Anytime, go visit, bring your bike. Uh, Bikes to You, one of the best bike shop charters on Ragbri. Also, a uh, great women's clothing supply. If you're looking for something unique, uh, visit v- Bikes to You in Grinnell. And then finally, Primal Wear. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them at the Regbrae uh, route announcement party. Um, they have the best custom jerseys, shorts, accessories. If you're looking for great custom apparel, Primal Wear is your source. Yeah. So thank you to those three sponsors for making this possible. So be sure to subscribe to the Just Go Bike podcast. You can get that on, you know, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever your purveyor of fine podcasts are. That's where you'll find the Just Go Bike podcast. So um, I don't even know if we've got a, a pithy comment to end this, but I, I, I just... I can say this. I am absolutely looking forward to this week. It's one of the true, when it comes to non-biking event, asterisk uh, events, whatever, this is one of the best weekends of the year. Yeah. And so uh, we might as well, let's let's just cut to the chase and let's get to this weekend. And hopefully you'll enjoy the route that we've put together. I think you'll you'll truly like it. It is a, uh, it's, it's bigly nice uh, event here. So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it and we'll talk about it quite a bit come next week. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.